cracking everybody happy wednesday 3 17 21 10 36 p.m out here in the biff again not in the dorm uh yeah we're grinding out here studying you know figured i've got to make a podcast before the end of the day i was busy so i couldn't do one earlier but uh yeah i want to recap the big fed meeting um i said calm before the storm which is the title for my last podcast i stand by that because a storm is a bruin I definitely believe that. So, uh, you know, do your thing. Skip the next, you know, 15, 20 seconds if you don't want to hear the uh, disclaimer, but I got to do it. So, uh, all right, first things first, I'm a student. Love the markets. These are my views. I am not a financial advisor. I'm not recommending anything or selling investments. I don't know what I'm talking about. Do your homework before you invest. All investments subject subject to potential profit, potential loss. Um, yeah. So uh, do your homework always, you know, always got to do your homework, you know, do you, if you like, do you, I don't know if you guys understand like how much my time I take during the day to like freaking follow the markets. And so like, I'm given like, you know, these are like my like, theses, like hypothesis, I'm like hypothesizing here about what I think is going to happen in the market. I don't make that by just checking freaking stock twits and CNBC all the time. You know, you got to be checking everything. So always do your homework. Anyway, let's get into the action for today. So, um, nothing new. What did Powell do at the meeting? Nothing. I mean, he. I mean, he. He basically said we're going to maintain our eighty, hundred twenty billion uh, total in asset purchases, eighty billion in bonds, forty billion in um, forty billion in mortgage-backed securities, and they're going to continue. Uh, and then they said, he said that uh, with the uh, leverage ratio, reserve requirement kind of thing, he said that they're going to announce that um, sometime soon, next week or something like that. So that'll be something to uh, be on the lookout for. Um, so basically, you know, the market was <laughs> opened up lower and, you know, Powell's talked and he said he's going to maintain asset purchases. And uh, we went finishing the green up 29 bips on the S&P 500. We were down about 50 bips. Um, Earlier in the day, Dow, we were finished. We started up high, went a little red, but we finished in the green. You know, if, if you look at the market, like right around two o'clock when the Fed was, when, when Powell was speaking, um, the market just shot up. Um, you know, I don't really know why it shot up because, I mean, uh, I mean, people are like, oh, Jay Powell stimulus, but, uh, you know, he was already getting this same kind of stimulus, you know, 80 billion in treasuries, 40 billion MBS mortgage backed securities, um, a month from the fed, like the, there's nothing new there. Um, so is, how is that not priced in? I'm not sure. Um, and so basically yields were up in the morning and, you know, Powell started talking and they came down, you know, the five year, uh, was up at around point spot eight, four, uh, 0.84 finished at 0.78 you know and it's basically just sold off right around two o'clock as powell's talking um you know the 10 year though i'm um, sorry the 30 year you know it dropped it dipped and then powell's talking and it just went it went right back up like there was, it was not affected at all and so like what how what do i think about that it's like the 30 year shuck it off like Powell, they're not they're not lowering they're not doing any yield control so there's no reason for the yield to go down so the yield just going to keep rising then you look at the ten year action ten year was a, lo- a little bit, bit more volatile and you know as Powell it opened up and you know it's go you know rising rapidly around twelve o'clock and then it kind of sold off Powell talked and we finished lower but you know. We went to a low about one point six three, and you know that we couldn't go any much any lower than there. There's some 
support there. So, I mean, I think that rates are staying high until the Fed, you know, they're to keep rising until the Fed has a change in policy. They're going to have to do more QE or, um, you know, the rates are just going to continue to skyrocket. And, you know, that puts the Fed in an extremely, extremely tough place. You know, after this news, um, the NASDAQ was negative And, you know, we finished up 40 bips off of the news that, you know, they're just going to keep doing the same old, same old. So, I mean, little little bit of um little little mind blowing to me. What do I think is gonna be happening in the future? Um, I think you're gonna see rising yields. Um right now showing up on my screen here, I got the yields up uh 0.034. Uh we're at one point six five on the ten year and we finish at one point six four. So clearly, you know, the yields are not being calmed down from the Fed. Um which makes me think that the Fed is either going to have to make some announcement today, uh, make some announcement when they do the SLR, which they probably will, that they're going to do more QE um, or QE, some yield curve control, operation twist, some kind of yield control uh, of some sorts. They're going to make that announcement because you're going to see the yields continue to just go up until um, that happens, I believe. That's just my thesis. And so what does that mean for the market? Well, I mean, I think that the market got this one wrong, to be honest with you. And, you know, I'm not a trader. I'm not an investor. I haven't been, <laughs> I've been watching the markets for about five, five, six years, a little bit longer than that. But I'd say realistically, avidly, every day following them for about five years. And so that's my experience. I'm not the some guy who's been working to hedge fund for like freaking 30 years. I wish. That's the plan. It's the goal. It's going to happen. Um, but uh, so, I mean, it, I think the market got it wrong. And so for me to say that, you know, might not mean anything. But gold, gold like was up 2%, 2.15% today. And, you know, maybe gold's rallying. But, I mean, I think that the dollar is actually going to get stronger on this um, on this kind of news. And I'll get into why when I did dissect Powell's speech. He'll maybe be like, what? You're lo- you think the dollar's going to do well? The end game is still a dollar crash. Don't worry. End game is still hyperinflation. But we are not in that... Um, uh, we're not at that stage yet, I, I believe. And so, you know, the Fed's doing nothing. They're ma- doing nothing. So then the market's going to rally. They're ju- making no change in policy. So the market should be like, okay, the Fed is not going to provide more support to us. You know, these na- the yields are going to continue to rise. So the NASDAQ, you know, going up 40 bips today, you know, being in the red and then rallying on the Fed news just is ca- kind of confusing to me. ARC being in the negative and rallying off the Fed news up 1.14%. I think the market's getting it wrong. Um, and, you know, thinking that the yield, the yield curve rising because of uh, growth it's not rising because of growth. I can tell you that much. Um, you know, it's not it's rising because of, like like I mean the whole like so if Powell was talking. I mean, I'll, I'll 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 get I'll get into this. I'll get into that later. I'll get into I'll just dissect Powell after I go through what happened in the market. So you know, good thing for me. I have gold. Gold is up two percent. I'm loving that. VIX uh, was elevated in the morning, up like four percent, and then just like right at two o'clock, sold off. Um, below we finished below nineteen, uh, below twenty. Sorry, nineteen point two three. So watch out there. I mean, checking the VIX calls. Um, the VIX options, like there's some action in there. I'll pull them up right now. But uh, like if you go to the VIX April 16th, um, you look at the volume on, on, on the calls versus puts. Like we got 3,900 uh, in the 13 strikes, uh, 5,148 in the 14 strikes, 11,000 in the 15 strikes on the April 16th calls. You look at like the puts here, like, all right, we got like, 
1,000, 6,500 in, in, in the relatively in the same range. Going up to 15, you got 5,000 puts versus 11,000 calls. 14 strike, we got 6,000 calls versus 5,000. I mean, if you just go look at these chains, you can see that there's a lot more calls and puts. You even look at the put-to-call ratio, it's a 0.5. You know, amount of calls on the VIX are, are a lot higher than the puts. So people may be betting, hedging against this. I mean, then you go check the S&P, SPY, um, go check their options chain. There's actually um, calls, puts is like relatively even, put to calls around a one. So people are not incredibly bearish, but they're putting bearish bets against the, uh, and betting on the VIX. I don't know, something to watch. Well, that's VXX, it's not the actual VIX. But, you know, that's something I'm paying attention to. I'm I'm noticing that, oh, okay. Okay, people are people are going long now, but they're transitioning to the VIX as a hedge. Interesting thing to watch out for. Um, then we got TLT, and I talked about this yesterday. There's a the put to call ratio is a two. There was almost double the amount of puts than there were calls, and now the put to call ratio is a point six nine. Not even trying to be funny. Um, and the calls, calls, there's a lot more calls out there than puts. So people, after the Fed made this announcement, people are starting to go long treasuries. You know, you go out into April, there's a, a, a lot more calls out here than there are puts. I can tell you that much. And that, you know, it's just the action from today. It's not the, all, like the total amount in the market, but it's just something to note. Um, and so I think the market's saying, you know, we're going to call your bluff Powell, well, the options market at least, we're going to call your bluff Powell and um you know you are going to be forced to do more qe we're like the the rates are going to continue to go higher and if they do more qe some kind of yield control treasuries can snap back tlt will snap back um so interesting thing i wanted to note there i don't know how i went from the vix to going looking at the options chain on tlt but anyway um uso uh oil snap backed off off the lows you know rallied off when powell started talking and it's it'll be it's mainly because he was saying that uh that we're going to experience some inflation there's me like some growth in the future and then it's going to taper off it's going to go away um which which i which i i i actually agree with <laughs> um yeah i agree with i mean the policies that the fed will do do i agree with those no but do I agree with the Powell's assumption? Yes, I actually, I actually do. And I've been criticizing the Fed a lot, but I think their whole idea of it'll be deflation, some inflation here, um, that's like kind of the kind of the situation we're in now. Yes, I mean I think the the Fed they should say that within the next five to ten years we'll experience crazy inflation. They should probably say that because that's that's how I think. But you know, near term, it's more of a deflation issue than rather inflation. Um, XLE energy up 78 bips Tesla, you know, of course there's going to be rallying off the, 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 um, the news from the fed. I mean, in the morning it was in the red and just faded the rally opened at 650, finished at 703. So nice day for Elon. Um, MJ marijuana up 1.35 corn, wheat, soybeans, corn were down six bips, soybeans down 75 bips, wheat down 49 bips. Um, you know, these things are beasts. I don't really care. I mean, I guess I did sell at a nice time and I got out of them, but like, I mean, I, I would still be in to go in and buy more. Um, I mean, I, I am saying that there's an inflation, inflation, deflation risk in the near term, but I mean, if you're holding this thing for 10 years, you don't really care because the prices of, of commodities, agriculture is going to go, go up quite a bit. Um, believe me, um, silver, 
up 1.33. I mean, one thing I want to notice is just like that around like basically the last hour of trading, silver silver miners came off from their from their high. Same with gold, um, the price of it, and I I just think that's because the yields uh, started to the yields like started to go back up towards the end, like at the end of the speech. You know, I, I think the market was pricing in okay, we might have actually a stronger dollar in the near term. We might have. You know, yields continue to rise in the near term. You know, Powell said we're going to provide the tools and support if needed, but he did he did nothing. Did the no no change in policy. So that's why I think the gold market. You know, we had a nice rally. Believe me, we're in the red in the morning at around one sixty one ninety three. You finish at one sixty three fifty one, but our high was one sixty four oh six. So down about fifty cents from there. So that's the reason why I'm drawing attention to that. Um, you know, I, I, I seriously, after, after the market put, put some thoughts into thinking, do I, do I put my gold into cash? Um, and I'll get into into that, why I think that right now, uh, I'll get, I'll get into that later on in the podcast, but, uh, yeah, infrastructure index, we're up, uh, 1%, uh, let's see what else, copper up 1.13%, you know, rallying off that Fed news, most of the market just rallying off that Fed news, honestly, if you look at the charts, um, Riot blockchain up thirteen percent. I mean, it, it bottomed out in the morning. You could have bought it for fifty four bucks, and then it closed at sixty four. So you know, nice gains out of Riot. Um, Cardano to go into my crypto stuff. I know I was talking about Cardano yesterday. I mean, last night I was back at my dorm, and uh, and I'm just like settling back in, and I check Cardano, and it's it goes from it literally pumped like right when I checked it was it we were rock, rocking like 108 in the morning it jumped from uh to 123 in the middle of the day and then went to like 130 at like 12 a.m and then today it's at 140 i mean it's and it's just because of this whole like coinbase launch which is just going to be insane it gets announced on the 18th which is coming up soon so you'll be able to buy cardano on a uh, coinbase not recommending it to anyone or anything i'm just like in awe of this movement in 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 in, in ada um, I've been been uh, I've 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 uh, I bought in at thirty three cents. Haven't been an owner since thirty three cents. But uh, I love the project, and I think that it's just so great that it's getting, um, it's gaining in popularity, and it's going to Coinbase. You know, big market cap gains in there. I I I've been talking to my one friend Colin about this. You know, we're both. He loves Ada a lot more than I do, and has a lot more money tied up in it than I do. I'm talk when I talk about I own Ada, I own like a hundred bucks of it. So I'm not a high roller. I'm not balls deep in crypto. Okay, I'm more balls deep in gold. But uh, you know, I gotta have a small exposure. I'm not going ham into crypto as I've talked about many times in this podcast. I think you gotta have a tiny exposure to it. But uh, um, this kid, we decided like oh, I'm deciding that I'm gonna take profits probably. Um, once this whole Coinbase thing settles down, probably like a day after it or a day and a half, because you know the price once it gets listed to Coinbase and it's ex- available on Coinbase, a bunch of people on Coinbase are gonna buy it. I'm talking this thing can go from 140 to 160. You know the all-time high on ADA was 148, like around uh, a month ago I would say, and so 
we're going to bust through that, probably go to 160, and that's probably going to be around. I have to take some profits off the table. But still in Stellar, you know, Stellar is actually my favorite crypto, definitely more my, my favorite than uh, ADA. And, you know, it's not really moving much. So that, that gets me hyped that maybe it can have a nice rally. Um, we'll see. I think that Stellar has just a great use for it. I know that Guggenheim, um, no, Grayscale Funds, who owns like the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, they actually buy a bunch of Stellar. And so they might offer a Stellar fund. I mean, and I don't know if I've said this before, but, you know, Stellar issued the first digital bonds. So, like, you know, I like bonds a lot. And so, you know, Stellar's issuing digital bonds. You know, you think digital is the future. Interesting, interesting play there. Interesting thing to look at. Again, not recommending or telling anyone to go buy crypto. Okay. J.O., the beast. You know, we finished, we opened up pretty low, but, you know, rallied. <laughs> There's like no volume on JO today. Only twenty five uh, thousand shares traded. Anyway, um, we, we're up. We're down forty one bips on the day. After hours, I'm showing we're up two point one five percent though. I did not know that. That's great to see. Great to hear. Um, GameStop, GME, up seventy nine bips. After hours, up seventy eight bips. Crazy price action as always. High was two thirty one. Low two o four. Um, yeah, fun to watch. AMC up 4.15%. I mean, just like, I mean, all these meme stocks, disbelief, but you know, good for the AMC bag holders, you know, get out while you can, uh, up 3.83% after hours. It's fun. It's fun when it's going up and then when it doesn't, it's uh, no fun. Okay. Uh, emerging markets, you know, rallied again with the fed up 13 bips though. You know, we're, they were sold off pretty hard earlier in the morning, but, uh, yeah, Rallied about 2% off their lows. Um, let's see, what else is there? Yeah, LQD rallied um, rallied with um, the Fed news. It was pretty low, around, around 128.30 uh, on the low. And we finished at, uh, was, yeah, the high was 129.46. So we rallied a dollar there. And uh, let's see. Um, if you look actually look at like the close on it like it almost went back negative so showing me that uh, people are not going to trust the fed and yields will continue to rise i um nasdaq sorry i'm like i'm I'm tweaking out because like people are trying to like come in this dorm and i'm like not this dorm this like study room is like i look do i look like i'm like occupied i'm making a podcast here okay anyway sorry um, you know, just talking about the markets always gets me jazzed. Uh, so yeah, NASDAQ, as I went over up 40 bips, you know, the Russell 2k small caps, they're going to rally off of that news. Um, finish up 73 bips on the day. And, you know, especially, you know, if yields are higher, like, you know, people in the Russell, like, Oh crap, growth's coming. Yippee. Let's go buy that. So they're going to be doing nice. Um, as I said earlier, the 10 year was still up 1.23 on the day. Silver miners up 2%. Uh, what else is there that I want to talk about down here? Yeah, the 30-year up 1.92%. And, you know, the short bonds, uh, five-year yields down 5%. So, you know, there's some action going on in the short end versus the long end. Maybe the Fed possibly doing yield control on the short end. Um, you know, they see some liquidity issues, possibly. I'll bring that up in a second here. And um, so, yeah, that's basically and – and I also I added a stock, that uh, index I want to start talking about daily, the freaking uranium ET, uh, ETF. You know, I've listened to a podcast about uranium, and, it, and like, the conditions sound insanely bullish, um, like, the, the macro picture for uranium. 
I need to do a lot more research before I can talk about it on this podcast because I'm just not as well read as I should be. I listened to one podcast and I think it sounded cool. Um, and I think it sounded like a great buy, like it's just another commodity play. But uh, I mean, why would I rec- talk about it on this podcast when I'm just not educated on it? Um, and you know, the regional banks, actually, the regional banks, when the Fed spoke, what happened? <laughs> it skyrocketed and then it went back negative. We've finished up positive on the day but you know the fact that the regional banks are uh, not doing well under like when the fed announces qe yeah problems problems in the system okay um so i uh want to start this off actually I, I guess i'll go back to like the end of that like i got some economic data to talk about so i'm gonna go into like um die uh sorry 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 um dissecting powell's speech um, what I saw, so as I said, you know, the Fed's not doing anything. They're not going to do anything. He said there's higher going to be higher inflation short term, um, more growth in the short term. And he's like, long term, there's questions. And he expressed similar concern that I have. He's like, look, people are like, everyone's hyped up about the reopening. He didn't like, he didn't say this. He didn't say this. So like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quoting him, but this is what I got. He was like, there's going to be higher gro- inflation short term and, you know, inflation as in like growth, higher prices because, you know, everything's reopening. But he's like, longer term, you're going to see that um, there, the demand, the, this crazy demand that people are banking on, you know, the co- uh, the economy is not going to be there. And he's like, look, and if it's going to be there, we have the tools necessary to contain it, i.e. he can raise rates if if the if it gets out of control. But um, what I'm saying is he sees a lot of problems in the economy and he doesn't want to come out and say, look – if you think that there's inflation, you're 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 a little nuts. Well, like not nuts. You're not nuts. Um, if you think inflation's a problem, no, deflation is what you got to be worried about. He also like if, when I heard him talking, he was like clapping back at people. Um, so that was interesting for me. Um, I gotta say, and then so basically they did nothing, and so what's gonna happen? Yields are gonna continue to rise. Dollars gonna strengthen, and that's why I'm a little bearish on gold. And, you know, I think that, you know, gold, it's like, I mean, GDX has rallied from 30 to about 34 here. So, like, I mean, I I might want to take some money off the table. Um, I think it could definitely go back down to where we were at. I mean, you know, I haven't really talked about, like, the whole end game. I see, well, like, what I see happening in the near term before the Fed makes their adjustments. You know, the Fed clearly said that they're going to be reactionary. Um, so like, they're not going to do, make any sudden changes until the market reacts. And, you know, I think you could see some liquidity issues as, you know, I want to talk about this because it did not get talked about at all. Did not get talked about at all. But I, I, I guess I need to, I need to, I'm not, yeah, sorry. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about other things before I get into like what the biggest news, like the biggest reason why I'm, I'm, I might have to sell gold, why I'm bullish on the dollar and why I'm long t- treasury yields, uh, treasury bonds, not yields. Um, well, I'm long bonds, long term, I'm long gold, short term. And, and I'm just jumbling my word. I'm going to talk about what. I, so basically, Powell said that when they believe it's time to taper, because he's getting a lot of questions about when are you going to taper, blah blah blah. It's going to start a tantrum, and he goes, "Look, when it's time to taper, we're going to raise rates. We're going to definitely tell you guys because if we don't tell you, the market is going to implode on itself." And so, you know, I thought that was nice to hear. One thing that was super interesting is you know Steve Leishman or Leishman. I it's Leish, whatever. Um, 
uh, was asked a question. He asked like a th- question of three. I remember it distinctly. He's like, I got three questions. I forget what the first one was. The second one, he goes like, will the yield, uh, what yield on the 10 year will cause concern for the Fed? And effectively, Powell didn't even answer it. <laughs> um, like he just like left that question to dusk. Um, and so that's really interesting to me. And so a thought about that is it, it shows to me that Powell sees the rapid rise as a concern for sure. Um, and then last thing on that note, before I get into the whole liquidity, what I'm seeing short-term funding risk, what I'm seeing, what Powell said too. Um, it's interesting to me that, you know, the SLR announcement will come in a few days. Um, like I thought that they would announce that, um, today, um, but they didn't. So, you know, maybe with that whole SLR, SLR announcement, they're trying to look at the, uh, rates, see how the rates do after the Fed meeting. If like, if they're going to have to do yield control, I mean, I think they're going to have to announce some kind of yield control at the, um, at the, uh, eventually sometime soon. And so the SLR, uh, meeting up announcement, whatever you want to call it could be a possible, um, time to do that. So this is the one thing that got no no talk, like no discussion on any network. I've been looking for it all night. And, you know, Peter Schiff's not talking about it. Raul Powell's not talking about it. Well, I mean, I didn't listen to t- today's uh, Real Vision, nor have I listened to today's Peter Schiff show. But I checked their Twitter. Um, you know, Ray Dalio's not saying anything about it, although he's, like, war- sending warning signs off on his Twitter. Um, you know, Burry's not saying it. So, you know, I- I'm, just, I'm just looking to see if anyone else notices it. Went on Reddit, went on Sock Twits. No, one, no one's talking about this. And it's like, if you watch, I don't know, when I watch, like, the Fed, the Fed talk, like, I- I'm trying to hear, like, get clues and stuff. And he said, short-term funding risk, like, he's like, we saw breakdowns of short-term fund. He said, there is a short-term funding risk. So he was talking about risks. And like we saw in the beginning of the crisis, aka the March 2020 crash, when he means short-term funding, he means liquidity risk. Imagine if the Fed, Fed chair came out and said, there, we, the, one of the risks we see is a liquidity risk. That would just craze the markets. And, you know, if you go and, like, watch this and, you know, watch Powell say this, there's no questions, no pushback. No one asks any questions about that. It's kind of like he goes – this is what he said, and I quoted him. Some aspects of short-term funding did not hold up under stress. We need to go back and look at that. Clearly a concern for the Fed. They want to prevent what happened in March from happening again because that is the biggest risk to the market right now, not inflation. Um, and so, you know, one of this brings me back to like one of the main points is, you know, the Fed, I haven't heard the Fed say there's a short term funding risk. Um, I haven't heard that in a a while. I've watched all their Fed meetings. I've not heard them say that in a while. Um, and so I think one thing that he's alluding to is, you know, they're getting concerned after that February, uh, seven year auction, I believe it was on the 25th. Correct me if I'm wrong person i'm not talking i'm just talking to myself so i know i'm right but um well i know i know that was the day that there's that massive um terrible auction and so he said fund short-term funding markets did not will hold up well under stress we need to go back and look at that and then all right well i don't have them pulled up but i, I should pu- i want to pull up the treasury um yield curve rate just to you know, get the numbers right for you um so give me a second don't mind my typing but um Okay, 2021, boom, bang, not real yields. We'll go to the uh, yield curve rates. Okay, current month, we want 
2020 is the whole year. All right, so you know, go back to that fateful day, February 25th. You see the yields go from uh, on the 30-year. Uh, sorry, we'll go to the seven-year because the five-year because like that was where the main action is. Like on, on this day, the big jump. Um, let's see, right here, the 25th. Sorry, there's so many numbers. Sometimes I just get confused in it. But look, you get a jump from 0.62 to 0.81 in the five-year. And then on the 10-year, you get a jump from 0.224 to 0.33. Okay, crazy jumps. You know, the five-year the five -year jump is actually a lot a lot more insane to me. I mean, clearly, it's a, almost a 20-bip jump in one day. And then the next day, 30-year yields go from uh, 2.33 to 2.17. Five-year, 0.81 to 0.75. To uh the sorry the twenty year goes from two point two five to two oh eight you know and this is the day I made that podcast saying the Fed stepped in and um that quote we said we need to go back and look at that the Fed clearly stepped in that day you know they're saying that was a liquidity risk that was a short term funding risk okay um the Fed went in and they uh basically just said you know what we're not going to let the market crash um so. I think that you're going to see if the rates continue to rise, if there are bad treasury auctions, you know, you will see um, you will see this kind of liquidity risk. And I think that is why you got to be long the dollar um, in the short term. You know, like, I mean, I mean, short term, I mean, Uber short term. Like, I think the dollar will continue to rise and you'll get some bad news in the treasuries. People keep selling and the Fed will be forced to do more QE. Um, simple as that. Um, well, I mean, like, it's not that simple, but basically, so like the short, until the Fed does more QE, rates are going to go up, means the dollar's going to go up, means it's going to be bad for gold, bad for stocks. Market sells off, there's a market event, we get more QE. Then you just flip it, you go long bonds, long gold, short dollar, um, long stocks, and, you know, eventually the dollar will get so low that it'll cause, you know, causes hyperinflation, causes whole implosion. But I definitely think that there's going to be a little deflationary uh, crisis, crash sort of. Well, I mean, when I say crash, I mean like a flash crash, like down 30% in like uh, two weeks, just like March. It's like identical uh, to March. So, and you know, uh, Scott Minard claims that, you know, he's a big bond guy, claims that uh, rates will uh, go back lower over the short short run. I believe that. And he's like, short-term yields will rise, and we'll see a strong, stronger dollar before we see a week, um, week one. So like, I have a TLT position, and I'm in in there, and I'm long, and I'll probably get killed over like maybe not killed, but just at least until the Fed speaks. And you know, I'm fine with that. And you know, the gold I own, I might liquidate it just to you know minimize the loss. But uh, we'll see. I'll let you guys know I th what I do about that. But I'm just saying that's what I'm seeing. I'm kind of I'm kind of figuring this this little this little puzzle out. And you know, one thing I want to talk about before I end the podcast is just uh, you know, housing the housing starts fell ten point three percent since last month. It's the lowest level since August. Um, you know, people are saying that there's a housing boom going on. How can you have a housing boom when the housing starts are down 10.3% over one month? 
Um, you know, that blows my mind. People are saying that it's because of um, this whole, you know, winter storm in Texas, you know, causing – winter storm in Texas is going to have an effect on the economy for sure. It's not going to cause housing starts to go down 10.3% on its own. You get a terrible retail sales number and t- lower industrial production, like uh, get out of here with that. You know, that's deflationary. It's showing the economy is uh, not booming. You know, we need more support from the Fed to keep the market up. Do I th- am I advocating for support from the Fed? No, but I'm trying to make money based on what the Fed's doing because the Fed controls the market. Um, so, yeah, let's see here. Um, that's, um, yeah, and then also I, I wrote this down. I'm just checking my notes here. Powell said that there's hopes for higher growth, but we will not know until there's numbers uh, and reasoning maintaining that support. And so, like, and so, like, I wrote, screw, what are you going to do when, when, they're, when, they're, when they need more support? Are you going to screw and, infl- like, just say, whatever, we have, infl- no, we're just going to print more. We're going to print our way out of this. Like, I don't know. Can't, can't, will printing more even stimulate the economy? I mean, I think that will stimulate asset prices for sure. But, uh, you know, that, that is when you see this massive and hyperinflation come. Um, you know, I still think it's a little deflation before we get this crazy, crazy, crazy hyperinflation. You know, look up the term debt deflation. I truly believe we're in a debt bubble. And, you know, ultimately that is what it will lead into. And, um, I mean, I could go into repo rates right now, but I feel like I've just been talking a lot. I've had a lot of information on this podcast. You know, I will definitely be referring to repo rates in the future. Um, So, yeah, look into this. I think there's definitely a liquidity risk out there. I think that people are overlooking – the, the the what the fed said 100 percent, and you know going on stock to it's like you know going up to leading up into this uh into this you know and i gauge it for like a market sentiment you know what is everyone doing besides the options market as well but going into this everyone is short like all i could see is just bears on there and now it's all bulls everyone thinks it's high flying so um you know i don't i don't believe that um and so i think there's more a lot there's a lot of short-term risks here in the market they're going to play out over the next month. You know, one thing I, 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 I couldn't, cannot mention, I, I have to mention before I go, is that the IRS postponing the April uh, 15th tax uh, deadline to May 15th. And so, like, uh, why are they doing that? Oh, I don't know. Probably because people need more time to figure out their taxes. You know, there's going to be strains on people's income. Um, so they, they need to figure it out, <laughs> you know. Um, you go look at, as I said yesterday about the House passing an, uh, an amendment to renew the PPP. Why are they doing that? The economy's slowing. There's going to be no demand. They need to create inflation. There's liquidity. People are nervous. You know, the whole illiquidity in the Treasury market, that'll translate to every single market. So, anyway... You know, don't, I mean, there definitely is inflation. Inflation is definitely a long-term threat, next five to 10 years. But, you know, short-term, I think your your risks are a lot of deflation, illiquidity risks. So, um, yeah, there you go. There you have it. Definitely not a common viewpoint here. I don't see, I don't see, I see rare, not many people saying this. So, you know, I want you to, you know, have a wide range of views. And, you know, if you don't agree with me, Heck yes. Next week, I'm trying to set up a podcast. We're going to do a Zoom thing. Going to get my friend Ethan on here. I know he's a big inflation guy. And, you know, me and him agree on a lot of things. So, uh, 
like with the market related. You know, last year we were uber short going into this March thing, but it was strictly because of COVID and not because of the bond, <laughs> the problems in the credit market. But uh, you know, that'll be an interesting one. So tune in for that. If we can set it up, it would actually be super cool. Um, because I've never had a guest on here. But uh, yeah, be be wary. Be watching those yields. See how they do. And be watching the market action. Be watching the Fed's news because you know this stuff is not going to go away. The storm is only going to uh, get worse, I believe. But you know, it's always a fun ride. Thank you.